everyone. Welcome to a brand new episode of Spiritual Spiral. I am your host, Sam Davidson, joined by my good friend and co-host, Sari Cohen. And we have special guest Marie Adele here this week. She is a human design consultant. She works with coaches, businesses, and kind of helps people navigate their way to success through human design. Thanks for being here. Thank you so much for having me. I'm super excited to be here. So before we get into you, let's just talk about our weeks a little bit. I'm still very much feeling um, the shadow of Mercury retrograde. I gave Marie the wrong time. Um, I gave her the wrong time zone, actually. And I'm just like, the, actually, the shadow period has been kicking my booty a little bit. Uh, how have you been, Sarah? Hearing that a lot, but what did I say to you? I said, it's all going to work out. Everything always works out as it should. And then I love it because Marie pops on and she's like, here's why you, you both work well together. <laughs> Let me explain why this is the yin and the yang situation. And I love it. I'm, I'm so excited to have Marie on. This is great. We kind of like tapped into some stuff before, you know, we began recording and I, I'm just like, I feel like you have a lot of insight to give. <laughs> I met Marie um, through this, like, I don't even remember what Facebook group, but we just like connected. And I think it was a spiritual a business mind something. And we just started like voice memoing each other. And I was like, I love her voice. Like, I just really like this woman. I feel like she's my friend. So um, I'm like, it's been about a month in the making. Uh, tell us a little bit about yourself. I mean, I know you kind of have come across two, the, two different paths. So, you know, you have this like sciencey brain, you have a lot of degrees and then you do human design. So tell us first about all the degrees that you have. Yeah, so um, once upon a time, I lived in teacher land for almost, uh, well, over 20 years, and I worked in the field of early childhood and special education, and so um, I have four degrees through that lens. I, I got my undergraduate in early childhood and then got a master's in special education, a master's in reading and language arts, and then, um, well, ABD doctoral. Okay. So it's not quite four degrees. It's almost there. Um, but that was in again, early childhood and special education. And so with all of that came this, um, well, obviously I'm a research nerd just based on that. Right. Um, and so, uh, like a, a huge lens that we look through education in, um, particularly the field that I'm in was brain development. And so I had like a ton of psychology classes and really just would dive into professional development around neuroscience. And then also to, um, the gateway to the brain is the body. You really need to get the body moving in order to be able to get all of the other things firing that are going to be happening in your brain. And, um, you know, coaching is like, it seems like they're just now catching up to what special education has known for so long. And, um, you know, that, that is that your body is this valuable resource to be able to get through into your brain, to be able to circumvent some of those neural pathways that aren't serving you in a certain way. And then you can use your body and channel it through and help you to reroute those or rewire those circuits in your brain so that you you kind of go around the challenge area and you build a new bridge and then something that wasn't working before works now because of being able to utilize your body to do that. And so then when I came across um, human design, it was like the perfect third 
you know, kind of like that triangle, right? Um, that, that perfect triangle to finish out that because it's this visual piece. People can actually see in their design, you know, how their energy works, how their body um, can help them with, you know, these particular things that they're having challenges with, which areas that they are, and then, you know, how to move through those with strategies much more gracefully and easily. You know, it's funny, I, I really connect with human design as well. And I think I, I was practicing it before I even knew <laughs> but what, what you said about um, physically, you know, that's always been to me, especially when it comes to things like meditation, when people talk about meditation, to me, it was always the physical that allowed me to I don't know, balance the emotional or the, you know, I, I could see the connection. So your first experience with, with human design, was it, did you do your own chart? Was it something like you came across and no? No. Yeah. I mean, someone mentioned it to me and it was just kind of one of those things that like my brain was just like, huh? like I need to learn about this, you know, kind of a thing. And um, so I, like the person that I learned about it from was explaining some of, you know, other people's. And then I, I then went and tried to look at my chart on Jovian Archive. And I was like, oh my God, I don't know how to do this. I don't even know what they're saying. This vocabulary is just, you know. And so um, within three weeks, I had kind of like manifested a course towards myself and so you know because your radar is up right so you're paying attention actually to those things and um I like I saw out in a group a woman posting um her name is Nina Morisi and uh you know I saw that she she had said okay I have a course like come come check out you know my page and so I went there and within like five minutes of listening to her speak I'm like I don't need to listen to anymore I'm signing up for this course <laughs> and so it was like this intensive and I mean intensive like we were only meant to be in there for like 45 minutes to an hour a day but she would stay after and answer questions and sometimes we were there for two and three hours just like talking and talking and she was just sharing her knowledge and it was so amazing and so I got like this huge bang off start towards human design and um, even now, like I'm not so interested in my own chart as I am in everybody else's. It's, it's really kind of funny. <laughs> what are you? My human design aura is manifester and my profile is six two. It's also crazy because a lot of people compare human design to like Myers-Briggs. And it's funny because I've taken that test, I don't know, a handful of times and I get a different answer. It doesn't connect with me. Um, but there's something about human design and also like the visual aspect of it, the way they kind of show your body, you know, yes. and where yes. things are coming from. So it really connects. So what would you say is like similar and also different to Myers-Briggs and how human design is very unique? Yeah. I mean, like Myers-Briggs and Enneagram and DISC, all of those, you know, they're, they're, it's a personality assessment. Um, and at the same time, like this goes way deeper than any of the others. And it's mostly because it's using your specific information. It's not likely that two people living on this earth have the same exact chart. It's really? just not likely. Yeah. So everybody has their own unique individual chart. There are charts that might be similar, but the, you know, they're, they're going to be lived out in very different ways. 
just also too, because of your conditioning that you've had during your lifetime. Everybody's had their own experiences. Everybody looks at their chart, you know, through a different lens as well, but, but it is, it's, it's unique just to you. And, and I love that visual aspect of it, that it is that circuitry. It shows your body and um, you know, it, it really gives you like every single person that I have worked with them, coach them through their chart. Like the number one word they use to describe it is relief. It's like, oh my gosh, like this is why I am the way that I am. This is why I've, I've done the things that I've done over my lifetime. And it releases that, that guilt and that shame and that blame that people give to themselves sometimes, because it's like, here it is in my design. Like I'm meant to be experiencing life through this way. And like, here's a way that I can listen to my body better and start to really move into my design in a way and live out my life in a way that feels good for me. So for people who are just like stumbling across this and might not know much about human design, can you explain just briefly like the different layers of it and how deep it goes? I like to say that in your head is your brain, right? And we as a society, we prize thinking really above all else. You know, it's, it's this academic, it's this, you know, if you, if you um, have these degrees, blah, 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 like whatever intelligence. But honestly, you know, if you think about how many times that your brain is wrong about perceptions, about other people, um, how often that, you know, we put down our keys somewhere and we can't find them. There's a lot of faulty wiring that's going on in there because it's like a computer and it gets overloaded. One thing that's never wrong though, is our body. Our body doesn't lie. How many times have you, your body, you've had this like inclination or intuition to do something. You think about it, you do it in the way that your brain is thinking about doing it. And then you're like, why, why did I do that? <laughs> I should have done what my intuition said in the, in the very beginning, because your body is that finely tuned instrument. And, it, you know, neurologically speaking, and the way that we are hardwired, the science side of it is that information comes into our body first. We sometimes think that, think that it like comes into our brain first, but it actually comes into our body first through light, through sound, through air. And it hits our nerves in a certain way, goes up to our brain, then our brain makes sense of it based on events that have happened in our life. And then it takes a fraction of a second longer to get back into your body. So because it takes that much longer to get back into your body, we tend to stay up here and we don't tend to listen to what's going on down in our body, but actually our body holds the key to that awareness, to really unlocking like our intuition, our energy, our emotional perception, our relationships, like all of those things. If we really listen to our bodies, our bodies help us with that. Is there a way to describe each one in like a log line, like a sentence or like what each sign is best at and not sign, but you know, energy type is best at yeah. or worst at. We all have yin and yang in our design and yin and yang doesn't mean good and bad. It just means is and is not. When we use good and bad, that's a term of judgment. And so then that tends to send us down a different rabbit hole. So just is and is not, and we get to decide what way serves us and what way doesn't serve us within that. So, um, you know, each design has its 
uh, not self theme. <laughs> and um, so the, you know, the, the, the different types are, there is the generator and generators, they're here to respond. And everybody's always like, what does it mean to respond? Um, you know, basically you respond to things from the moment that you wake up right? You respond to the temperature, you respond to the light, respond to the call of nature, like all of those kinds of things. So you're just meant to kind of have your radar up looking for opportunities in life for things to be able to, to do. And when you're in your not self, you're feeling very frustrated. So that's, you know, a typical feeling that, that people might feel. However, generators feel it like even more intensely. And it's the same with manifesting generators. It's still the same to respond and feeling frustration. The difference between manifesting generators and generators is that manifesting generators, they can see the big picture much more quickly and they shoot right there but then they can end up like missing details and then they get frustrated because they have to go back, you know, into those details. And so generators are really awesome at details, like being able to really make sure that like all the steps are taken. The projector is next, which is you. And um, projectors, you know, uh, they come from like, if they're in their not self is bitterness and their strategy is to wait for the invitation. And so projectors in general, they're like these magnets, people come to them, they won't not skip over them, they, they will recognize their gifts. But in the meantime, in waiting for that recognition and waiting for that invitation to come and join to come and do, they might feel like, why aren't people recognizing me? Like, I'm here. <laughs> I have the star power. What's wrong with them? <laughs> and so, uh, you know, in, in relationships and, and in like business partnerships and things like that, if they are not recognized, it can lead to feeling that, that bitter feeling like, why not me, you know, kind of a thing. So I was just going to say story of my life. Um, <laughs> <laughs> You're like bitter party of one. <laughs> I want to hear more about reflectors too, because they're only 1% of the population, right? They are. Yeah. It's only 1.4% of the population and manifestors too. Like we're only 9.6% of the population. Mm. So um, reflectors. Yeah. They're, I mean, they're like that rare bird, right? It's still like millions of people because of how many people that we have on the planet. Um, but they're here to really like hold up to us um, like this and that, like how, how things take place in life and like to show us the injustices of the world and kind of like, you know, hold that up as like a, a mirror, a reflector, right? Hence the name. And um, they actually, their strategy is to wait a full lunar cycle to make a decision. And so it's, it's like very fascinating that way. Um, but also too, like if you, if you are, um, emotionally defined, if, you're, if your emotional chakra is defined, your solar plexus in your chart, you also get to wait. So it might not be a full lunar cycle. And at the same time, you get to wait because you ride this emotional wave. So it's similar to reflectors in that if you have um, an emotionally defined solar plexus. Uh, which it's based off the chakra system for those that are listening that aren't quite sure. So because human design is basically the combination of a lot of different things. Yes. Yeah. The I Ching, the Kabbalah, uh, astrology. So, I mean, it's, it weaves in so many different ancient philosophies and actually like around the outside of the circle is the DNA sequence. Um, there's also, you know, the, like all of the, the astrology signs, of course, um, 
you know, and, and there's like the numeric system that's, that's involved in it as well. And it's just, it's very specific. It's a very specific to each person. And so I'd love to hear about like stories where you have helped coaches or businesses or something, you know, and they were a certain energy type or their client was a certain energy type. Like what was kind of the problem and solution that you were able to find for them? Yeah. And I've worked with a lot of different types of people and sometimes they come to me thinking that it's one thing, but actually it's another thing. Right. And isn't that the way that it kind of is in business? Like you, you know, come in thinking you need one thing and then, or that you want one thing, and then you leave knowing that you really needed something else. And so in general, when people come to me, it's, you know, they're, they're having challenges maybe in their business or they're having challenges being a parent and, you know, they're trying to figure out like how to navigate this better. And then they really realize that it's like this energy, emotional component that comes with it actually. So it's not, you know, the one thing, it's the other thing. Um, so just in particular, um, you know, one of my clients that I, that I recently had, she's a mom and, uh, you know, she was really feeling kind of terrible about the way that she was parenting. And so she came on, you know, to be coached for like the parenting component of it, but really I know it's actually how she's managing her energy and, you know, how she's feeling about that. And so we did a lot of exercise to help her to become more aware of her own body, you know, through that somatic coaching and then helping her to rewire some of those neuro pathways that weren't serving her as well. And then, you know, we, we did just like the basic part of her human design so that she could understand how to make decisions better. And really by learning how to make decisions better, she was able to go from only having like one client signed to now she's halfway to her goal of being able to leave her full-time job to do exactly what she's doing in her business because she's gained all this confidence and she's not wasting that energy anymore of second guessing, third guessing, fourth guessing herself. And, you know, really we do, we expend so much energy in trying to make a decision when we're just running around and around in our heads about, you know, what to do. So, um, you know, and, and in the beginning too, like she didn't really love herself because there were all these elements in her life that she was judging herself for. But when she was able to see it in her design, she was like, you mean, I don't need to like <laughs> beat myself up over that anymore. Like it's, it's part of my design and like, yeah, like you, you can see it for what it is and, and you can get to choose to continue to live in that way. Or you can say, Hey, this is my not self that I'm in. And I can flip that script because I know that this is part of my design that I can do this as well. So I want to get into kind of what you found with me and Sam on that level. But before we even do that, I want to ask you a little bit about the rewiring just in general. Someone, say someone gets their chart, you know, whether it's basic or detailed, how do you then enact that kind of change to work with your human design chart? Like what kind of tips or advice would you give people? Well, in particular, I mean, you can have a reading done on your chart. Like you can pay like a hundred dollars and have someone go through and, you know, read your chart. Um, I specifically avoid that because I want that teaching element. I want people to walk away from this coaching, actually starting to live through their design. I don't want them to just like have this paper that, oh yeah, this is what I am. 
what does that even mean? You know, like, how is this going to help me in my life? And so as we're going through their design, I'm really walking them through talking to them about specific things and having them tell me stories about, you know, how this has come up in their life and helping them to create new affirmations, new ideas around that. And also like, um, in somatic coaching, you can utilize your body and move your body in specific ways to help you to rewire those neural pathways. What kind of exercises are we talking like yoga poses or like, what are these exercises? It's more about getting mindful and really getting into your body and listening to your body and listening to the parts in your body where you're feeling specific emotions. So like if you have a certain emotion that is coming around a, um, say like you are having challenges uh, speaking in public, right? Challenges with that visibility aspect. And um, you just think like it's something that's going on in your head, right? Your brain's just not letting you do that. Well, actually something happened in your life somewhere that is not allowing you to be able to do that. And it's in your body. Your body kind of has like these secret pockets and it just keeps everything in there, all the trauma, all of the, you know, perceived um, events that have happened in your life that are preventing you from moving on and doing what you, what you would like to do, but really it's keeping you safe is what it's doing. And so once you can access in the particular area in your body where that's at and really kind of breathe into that and then reframe it, reframe it in a way that will serve you. And then there's like specific different kinds of um, like actions and, and things that you access from within you that are going to help you to move through that. So that way you're not um, stuck, so to speak, in that place. It will help you to move on the other side of that. And it's really just utilizing the brain and the body at the same time to be able to create that scenario, to be able to do that. I know it sounds a bit like, um, I don't, I, like I'm trying to give it as specific as I can. And at the same time, like not go into, <laughs> we could be here hours and hours with the whole scientific explanation around it. But really it's just accessing different parts of your brain because your brain is like an orchestra. you know, works together in certain ways. And sometimes certain parts of the orchestra shut down. Well, you want to reactivate some parts of the orchestra and have other parts be quiet and you can utilize your body to help to do that. There we go. (laughs) Amazing. Well, before we get into me and Sari, I have one more question, which is your work as a mother and helping other mothers, because I know you have a Facebook community. Do you ever look at the children's human designs to figure out how to best help the kids? Yeah. Yeah. And actually, I mean, I I parent through human design as well. And um, so I know my daughter's chart better than I know my chart. (laughs) And uh, she, um, she's a manifester like me, which we didn't actually touch on manifestors. Manifestors, we get angry. (laughs) We, where our strategy is to inform and when people aren't listening to us and we aren't, you know, operating in ourselves, we get angry. Right. And so, um, you know, we're, we're here to kind of like, pass on information. This is what needs to be done. And then we get to walk away and let other people take over and like, you know, put on the the show, so to speak. Um, 
projectors, you guys know like how to direct other people, what to do, generators and manifesting generators, they have all the energy, they can get it done. So yeah, that's that's our role that we play. We're kind of the initiators and everything. Um, yeah, and, and the group that I have, I'm, I'm actually, <laughs> I'm getting ready to switch over my mom group to a coaching collective actually. So um, like a coaching community where people can collaborate. Still there'll be mothers that are, that are in there. And um, I, I also work with families to help them to understand their children better through human design. And a couple of the ladies that I worked with recently, they had actually adopted their children. And so they didn't really know a whole lot about their children's uh, you know, past and then really anything about them. But like, as I was going through their design charts with them, they were really able to see like, oh my gosh, yes, they do this. And like, oh, maybe this is where that came from. And this is how I can support them moving forward. So um, it was a whole other complete different direction than I had expected and at the same time like I just thought what a magnificent tool this is to be able to help parents with children that are adopted to actually like know their children when they feel like they might not you know in, the, in that in the beginning so um, but just in general uh, even if it's a biological family it helps you to see like how each person in the family operates all together as a collective as well. Are you ever like, oh God, this family is doing all the wrong things. Like they're pissing each other off, but like, is there always a way to fix it? Even if their energy types are totally different. Yeah, absolutely. And like generally within a family, their energy types aren't completely different. It only happens when there's a manifester in the mix, because generally there's not like a manifester and uh, like a parent that's a manifester. It's usually like, you know, a generator or, and everybody uses their energy differently. And so they might not understand each other, like in the way that they, that they utilize their energy, but then too, it can happen with projector children, you know, like projector children, they like to get attention and they like to say, look at me and look at what I've done. And when they're not being recognized, you know, like it's very annoying to a parent to have their child keep coming all the time. Like, look, look, mom, look, look, you know, look, 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 recognize me, look at what I've done, you know, kind of a thing. And, and so to just say to them, like, hey, like, this isn't something that they're doing to be annoying. They're doing this because this is helping them to cultivate like what they're meant to be doing in life. So look at it as a gift that they're giving you, that they're telling you like, this is what I need to be able to grow and help them within that and recognize their talent. And you can do it even before they ask. So that way they don't need to ask. I love that. So I, I bet there's a lot of like performers and storytellers that are projectors. Yeah. Yeah. That, cool. That's a very astute observation. So I guess let's dive into, um, you know, our, yeah. our human designs. For sorry. So we've got you first and yeah, like we said, you're, you're a generator and um, you have a profile of five one, which is kind of a very investigative profile. You might like a lot of research and to really dive in with details number ratio what is that so it's not really a ratio every single number has a a different description attached to it so each one of those means something different and in general five ones tend to be very investigative they tend to be very research oriented like a lot of details really want to like dive deeply into a subject to really explore it so I see here, you know, on your chart too, that uh, you have, you know, quite a bit of definition in your chart. There's only two areas 
where you don't really have any definition. And um, so it says to me that you, you are probably pretty solid in like who that you are, like you, you know yourself well. Um, and at the same time too, you have this space over here that is your solar plexus and it's not defined. And so maybe you're a bit of an empath and that you really understand other people's emotions. And also maybe you have a bit of a challenge with understanding if the emotions are the other person's or if they're your own. And you might even feel like amplified when another person is coming at you. So if they might be a tiny bit frustrated, you might perceive that as them being way frustrated. And then you might give that back like, wow. <laughs> and it's not, it's not a bad thing, right? Like we said, like it just, it is and it, and it isn't. And uh, just really learning how to, you know, manage those emotions and, and being in your own energy every day for a while, just you and no distractions will help you to really gain that insight on your baseline of your emotions. So that way, when you come into that situation with other people, you'll be able to really truly listen to your body to understand whether those are your emotions or that other person's emotions. So, so and then in listening to like intuition, you know, like if you come across somebody and, and you get a vibe that, I mean, that's my big thing. Like, especially when it comes to dating or something like that, like I get a vibe. I'm like, is that this person isn't right for me? Or am I putting this onto this person? Or is, are these my feelings or is this coming from, you know, trying to read that, you know, and I, I learned to, again, like you were saying, listen to my body. If I'm feeling something, that's always kind of what I, my go-to is like, trust what I'm feeling. Don't overthink it. If you're feeling this is probably for a reason. Yeah. And then you, you have another built-in mechanism that really helps with that too. That's your sacral energy. And so every generator has sacral energy and there's a specific strategy within that to really help you in making those choices. So you could never have a bad date again. <laughs> What do the different colors mean? Like when you're looking at this chart, so there's yellow, red, black, copper, green is what I see and white, of course. Yeah. And, um, you know, the colors aren't so important as just the fact that they're defined. And, um, you know, I mean, like both of the head, like if this were colored in, it would be green. That's showing you that mental energy. Um, you know, these, this is like, this is your root center. So there's, you gain like pressure from there. Um, this is your security center. This is who you are, like your knowledge of yourself and who you are. This is your ego, your heart. And like, that's the definition of like your self-worth, whether you feel worthy or not, you know, those kinds of things. And then this is your sacral energy right here. So you have four motors, one, two, three, four in your body. So um, Sarah, you have three of the motors that are defined in your body and definition isn't less like better than, than undefined. It just means that like in these areas where you're undefined, you have greater ability to be able to be conditioned from the outside through parents, through friends, family, all that kind of a thing. And that is also where you gain wisdom through. And then once you gain your wisdom in those areas, you're better able to help other people through those areas. What does, cause I know like as a projector, I have like a, uh, what I forget what it is, a sacral, the sacral energy or is that what it is? 
you don't have a sacral energy. I don't? No, sacral energy is not defined in projectors. You don't have that as a as an energy source, but you have a splenic. Oh, I'm sorry. I I got the S's confused. I was about to like like, throw a fit. I was about to freak out. Okay. (laughs) Splenic. Yes. So like, what does that mean? And and, in general, like what each person has defined in that part, like that means where you make your decisions or like, how does that work? Yes. Yeah. So if you are defined in that area, that is where you make your decisions from. So like, um, Sari, she is, all of the S's are here in a row to be fair. So um, she has her um, her sacral defined. And so that is her source of decision-making. You have your spleen defined. That is your source of listening to be able to make a decision. So we'll just go with that for you since that's what you asked about. Um, again, like when I'm working with people on their chart, I tend to go with what they're asking me because that's what will stick more, um, not just like a prepared agenda. Um, so for your splenic energy, um, that like they describe it as like a whisper that happens in you and it only speaks once. So it's only gonna tell you one time what to do. And if you ignore it, bitch, please, I told you the first time. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm only gonna tell you once, like that's it, you know? And so if you don't listen to it, then it's not going to repeat itself. So listen to your intuition the first time. And it can be as funny as like, you're walking into a building with someone to like go to a restaurant to eat and you feel like, oh, like, I don't think this is the right place to eat. I don't want to eat here. I don't want to. And like, then you feel really uncomfortable or you could go to like a party and you feel really uncomfortable at the party. And that's your spleen saying, don't stay. Like, this is not a good place for you to be, whether energy wise, or like, there might be something that might happen there. That's not good for you. Like, you know, whatever, that's your intuition speaking. And you can turn to the people that you're with and you can just be like, you know what, (laughs) I'm not, I can't stay here. I need to go and you can go and they'll understand. They might laugh a little bit, but they'll understand that it's not the right place for you. And you can just exit. I've actually been at a party before where Sam has done that. We were, <laughs> you remember that, that event? We were at the, the after party. It was an event that we covered and that was exactly her thing. She was like, it's the, ener- I don't know. It's the energy. I got to go. This was happening. That was happening. She's like, I got to go. I was like, that's yeah. so funny. I don't remember that. I remember having a good time, but I guess I did until I didn't. And I was, <laughs> I was out of there, but you know, like listening to my intuition, it's, I've been right about certain things in my life and I'm like, oh my God, I was right. And so then my alarm just started going off for everything kind of incorrectly at times, you know, and it still mm-hmm. happens. And, but then I'll, with certain things I'm right. And so it's like, I, I get confused and I get paranoid now because when I have been right I have but then when I when it's fine everything's fine and I don't want to be scared of everything right yeah and and that comes into play too like with a few of your other areas that are undefined so there's a lot of strategy that goes into that um in general like if you're picking up that signal that's great um now you get to recognize when you are in yourself or you're not self in your other chakra areas as well so like again like you know sari you could be coming from that aspect of not understanding whether those emotions are yours or someone else's because someone else might be feeling like oh i can't stay here and you might be picking up on that 
or you know like your your ego being undefined your your g center your sense of self being undefined like there's mm. so many different ways that you can pick up other people's energy and it's really about knowing each of those areas and really like things that are that are going to be within each of those strategies that are what you can lean on to be able to move through that to to truly make sure that that that's what you're you're meant to be receiving from that signal what does the incarnation cross mean that's your purpose in life each incarnation cross has the specific uh, description that goes with it. And like you listen to the description and you either see yourself in it right now, or you don't see yourself in it. And sometimes you grow into it. You know, it depends on how you're old you are when you are, you know, reading it. Um, I've had up to like 70 year olds uh, that I've worked on their charts with them. And you know, they're like, oh my gosh, yes, 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 yes. Like they can see every single aspect in their chart. But then I've had, you know, like 20, 30 year olds look at their chart and they're like, I don't recognize myself in this part or this part or this part. Um, and it takes a while like to kind of sink into it and, and really um, embody your design, so to speak, because it's not you, it's this costume, this, this thing that people see you know, this, your personality, because there's a personality side and there's your design side. Your personality side is who you know yourself to be and who other people know you to be. But your design side is like, that goes down to your genetic level. And it's really like who you end up embodying, who you end up being throughout your lifetime as you're continuing to live life. And if it's through your design, or if it's not through your design, like imagine being 70 years old and discovering human design and discovering that there are things that you've been living in your whole life that are your not self. And once you recognize that and you can move through that and be happier for that, like literally that's what happened to this lady when she realized that bitterness was a part of her because she was a projector as well, that bitterness was a part of her chart and like her not self and ways that she could move through that and pass that she has a much better relationship with her spouse now. And she's like, so like, she keeps messaging me all the time about how truly joyous that she feels in her life. Yeah. It's priceless. As far as partnerships, you know, are concerned, like what is mine and series, like the way that, you know, we work together. Yeah. And so, um, as a, as a projector, projectors tend to be more of like the networking people. Like they have these vast networks of people that they know, they meet people, they don't tend to do business outside of their networks, which is very interesting that you and I met. And at the same time, I tend to pull in a lot of projectors and, or I'm attracted to them. Like which I'm not sure which way that it goes. Like it gets kind of confuddled, you know, as far as that's concerned, but um, yeah. So they have these wide networks and, you know, um, they tend to be the like project organizers. So they're, they're really good at like um, uh, seeing what needs to be done and like asking the right questions around that. And generators like Sari, um, you all are really good at like those details, those fine details and, you know, making sure that things move forward in the way that they need to. And also like probably one of the things that you've recognized in your partnership, Sari, is that you have a lot more energy than Sam has, because when Sam is done, 
she's probably done. Like it's, it's like, I, you know, I don't want to be around people anymore. I need to recharge my batteries. So you might be social Sam, like, you know, um, see yourself as a social person, just because of like what you've done, like, look at me kind of a thing. And at the same time too, I would bet that you really value your alone time to recharge your battery as well. If you really listen to yourself on that, um, because that's what projectors are meant to do. When you're dating someone, are there like energy types that do like well together? Are there energy types that if you have the same, it's not good. Like you said, as a manifester, no, no, no. And, um, it's just, uh, like, you know, there are like, uh, programs where you can overlay the, uh, the two people and see like how well that they mesh together. But, but it is that it's an overlay. So like, if you take the one person's design and take the other person's design and put it on top of each other, you can see where, um, you know, the one person might have definition and the other person doesn't. And that's probably why you were drawn together because in some ways you're looking for what you don't have a lot yeah. of times. I had a lot of like white in my body. I saw, I feel like I had more than Sari. So I'm just like undefined. That's a projector. A projector is very much undefined. So you, you have a couple of areas that are, you know, defined that are in there. So, um, you know, there's different types of projectors, but, um, you, you have a couple of areas that are, um, but in general projectors are here to like be conditioned and then here to gain that wisdom around that conditioning and be able to help other people through that lens. So like I'm, I like to condition people to recondition themselves around the word conditioning <laughs> because some people think it's a dirty word, right? It's like, we don't want to think that other people have had this huge impact on us and that are we ourselves or are we the sum of other people, you know, kind of a thing. Um, but we get to really reflect on and look back on all of those experiences that we've had in our lives and formulate from there and, and really take and, and use that to be able to move forward again into our best lives and, and to, and to help other people because that's what we're here for. Right. Yeah. I'm, I would be really curious to go back to find out these things that did condition us like in the areas that we might need to, you know, work through and find out which part of the body it's in to work through it. This is the most advanced reading of the human design chart that I've ever had. And everything you said, I was like, oh yeah, that makes sense. That That's interesting. Yeah. And this was just the surface. There's like so much more that goes into to each part um, than I'm saying. Tips, is there anything that you can say? Just like, you know, Sam, practice this. Sari, practice this. You know, is there like anything that pops out at you? Yeah, just, I mean, like what I said too, around that whole emotional component, just really understanding that, you know, you, you need time in your own energy every day to be able to recognize what energy is yours, what emotions are yours, and what energy and emotions are another person's. Um, because we, we really do, like, we have a finite amount of energy as human beings each day. And, you know, we start the next day over with more energy. And at the same time, like even Sari in your chart, even though you have, like you're a powerhouse of energy because you are a generator. That's what it means to be a generator. You too can get depleted because if you're not like listening to your other, you know, components in your chart, in your circuitry. And one of the things that can deplete your energy is that being undefined in your solar plexus, that not understanding other people's emotions. 
So other people's emotions can be very exhausting. And think of how much energy that you could have to be able to put into other things if you weren't dealing with all of that. And the same thing with you too, Sam. Like it's, it's exactly the same thing. It's that, you know, just recognizing how you're being conditioned, you know, by other people. Um, and at the same time, gaining wisdom around that so that you can then be that fountain of wisdom for other people and helping them to understand their emotions. Yeah, because I will say, like, I love to see the best in people. And, you know, there's people that you meet and a lot of people go, they're weird. They're kind of crazy. And I'm like, I kind of like them, you know, like, let's give them a chance. And half the time it works out half the time. My mom was right, basically. Um, (laughs) And so it's hard to, um, I know that I kind of, I don't want to say I get molded by other people, but I get influenced easily by other people. And then when I kind of like get my bearings or they do something that really upsets me or turns me off, Mm -hmm. I I'm upset because I, um, don't trust myself anymore. Yeah. Yeah. You feel like you kind of allow that to happen, but that's where human design comes in for that. It is that visual component. And there are strategies in each and every single one of your chakras that is going to help you to be able to recognize when you are in that state and the counterbalance to that, how to get out of that. Human design, is it a relatively newish thing? Like how long has it been around? Since the eighties. Yeah. Cause like my mom, when I ask her what her birth time is, you know, she's born in the 50s. She's like, I have no freaking idea. Like, are you kidding me? I don't know. And so I feel like it's kind of newer for people, you know, on their birth. I don't know why they didn't really used to be on the birth certificates at time of birth. It's kind of weird. So in this, you know, new age where we know the time uh, children are born, like we know everything about everything at this point. Is it a positive thing to kind of raise your kid with knowledge of their design and help them? Or is it best to kind of like let them grow and mess up and struggle on their own and then kind of tell them later? You know, I feel like that's an individual decision. I can't really say. Personally, I would say like, it's like going to the doctor. Like if you have a doctor and you're sick and you go there and you get medicine, then Okay, so like if you can know the strategy that can help your child have a leg up and you know it's and it's like going to private school versus public school. Like you, you're gonna have all these other opportunities in private school than you are in public school, right? Like there's so many things that exist in our society that give people a leg up over other, you know, types of things. And if we can send our children out into the world not feeling like they're already fucked up, like I mean, what a gift is that, right? Like, honestly, that's, uh, that's my 100% number one thing around this is like helping adults heal through their design and the other strategies that I utilize as well. And then also, you know, once you have a, a whole adult, then that whole adult is going to parent very differently as well. And so, you know, just helping them to, to understand their children better. And none of us are, are broken. We're already whole we go out into the world feeling like we are broken so if you can raise a kid to say yeah you're going to make mistakes in life it doesn't tell you exactly what to do in each situation it doesn't say you're going to follow this through in this exact way it gives you a blueprint that you can follow i'm back in my hometown now i haven't spent this much time here in like close to 15 years i go on drives you know because we can't do anything and i drive down this street or this place i'm like God, I wish I would have known that about my astrology, about my human design, about spirituality. 
and all of this because I was, I feel like I was so hard on myself um, as a kid. And I felt like there was something wrong with me. A lot of the times I felt so misunderstood. I felt like I had bad behavior, like a temper, you know, whatever it was, but it's a lot of the things too, it's the invitation. Like I didn't like not being, you know, asked. I, and then I would share my opinion and people wouldn't listen. And then I end up being right. And then I'm like, why didn't anyone listen to me? And I'd get so crazy over it. Yeah. And that, that's very projectory. (laughs) That's very projectory because you all do know those questions to ask and you do have that advice to give and people don't necessarily want to listen to you because they want to invite you first. There's a way that you can present things so that they do invite you to share that. And so lastly, I know that you are, you have something online about the 12 laws of the universe. Are you doing a course soon? Is that what it is? Yeah. So I am going to be, I see, and this is a very manifestory thing. I'm not sure exactly when I'm going to be starting it. Um, It'll be like the beginning of March ish. uh, And it's going to be your human design through the 12 laws of the universe, because we know, right, that there's a law of attraction, but law of attraction is number four. There are three that come before it and all the rest after it, okay? And if you don't know all of them and like how to work through all of them, if you only just think like, I'm just gonna sit here and like desire this thing and it's gonna come to me, That's not the way that it works. So once you truly know all of the laws of the universe and also you know your design and how that works within that, like you'll be able to weave those two together. I feel like you'll be virtually unstoppable. I mean, like my clients that have done this already, like they feel so powerful. They feel like they have all these tools to be able to go out and actually do for themselves and not expect it to happen overnight, but really understand that process that you work through in order to be able to do that. And it's that whole idea of slow and steady wins the race, the tortoise and the hare. That's the key is having the tools. It's, it's arming yourself with the knowledge and then having the tools to, to work through it. How can people find the course or, you know, whenever you're ready, do they just follow you on social media or? Yeah. Um, you can come and, uh, like friend me on, on Facebook at grow you with Marie or something like that on Facebook. I know this sounds so terrible. This is what happened. Ladies. I blew up so fast but I didn't even know what was happening, like, honestly. And so I am not a social media savvy type person. I'm getting there. Like I'm, you know, yet I say yet. Right. So I'm working in that direction. It's a uh, facebook.com backslash Marie Adele grow you G R O W the letter U. So you can find me on Facebook. Um, I'm also on Instagram at grow you with Marie. So that's on there. I'm on clubhouse at Marie Adele. And I am in the middle of building a funnel so that way people can actually like a landing page so that people can actually like, you know, I can give them a link and and they can like go and access programs there. Um, So yes, so right now the best way is just to, um, and or if you want to to email me, which is um, G-R-O-W, grow the letter U with marie at gmail.com well make sure to keep up with marie on all of the channels and the ways that she just told us and in three to six months i bet you she's gonna have a full-grown website 
where, you know, she'll, you'll find everything. But I, like when I found you or you, I don't know who found who, I just felt like such amazing energy. And even on the zoom, I'm like looking around you and like, you're glowing. I don't know if it's like the green, it's probably, it's probably a little bit of the green behind you. You have a green wall. <laughs> no, but I mean, I just think you're so awesome. And I really love the way uh-huh. that you communicate and like really like to help people like very selflessly, you know, not even digging into yourself, but, like digging into others. That's very interesting. And also something I do sometimes too. It's funny. I was talking to a friend who didn't know what human design was. And I just like had this call to be like, you have to look into this. And she just did a little thing online. She's like, I'm a reflector. And I was like, no fucking way you're a reflector. Are you serious? Like, do you realize it's like 1% of the whole world? Like what? And so she started looking into it and yeah, I mean, she's like, yeah, this makes total sense. So um, I just really think it's amazing what you do. And I'm really excited to continue this journey with you. Yeah, likewise. And I'm super excited. Like I said, I don't even know who was drawn to who either. Like, I feel like it was like a clubhouse chain. Like we were, <laughs> yeah. that we were on or something like that. I just commented on it and I was like, Hey, you know, so yeah. I, I invited you. I gave you the invitation. <laughs> yes. Thank you. I mean, you know what? Sometimes we might need to break the door down and I'm going to try to stop doing that, but you, re- you received, um, or I received your invite, whatever it was. Anyways, I hope that you all enjoyed this episode and please reach out to Marie. She has a lot of knowledge and a lot of cool stuff going on. Please make sure to follow us at Spiritual Spiral Show on Instagram and rate, review, subscribe. We are seeing our listeners and everything go up. We're so happy, but what would make us even more happy is if you you left us a review and let us know how the show has helped you and affected you. And we have a lot more to come. So we'll see you next week. Bye everyone.